Hey, what's going on, people? How's it going? I hope everything is beautiful with you. You know, I say that to you all each and every time because it's the truth. I hope that everything is going well with you. I hope everything is well going well with yours. But we wanted I want to deal with something today. And it's about tough times. When you face tough times in your life, how do you handle them? That's rhetorical. That's not for you to answer to me. I'm not asking you to respond in any way, shape, or form by you telling me what you do when you come against hard times, tough times, difficult times. Do you deal with them with hope? Do you handle them and say, oh, you only see despair? Does your faith kick in? Do you doubt? Do you pray a lot? Do you, are you a crier? Do you just give up and give in? Or do you fight like hell? Or do you even try to just ignore the hard, tough times? Because in every life, there shall be some. Money does not evaluate how your times are going. Some of the richest people in the world have no health. Some of the poorest people in the world have the greatest health. And it just goes like that. It's what you say is a tough time because what's a tough time for you might be a cakewalk for the next person and vice versa. That's just the way it goes. But we're going to get into this a little deeper. We're going to get into this a little later because I have a story about some people who went through some tough times. I don't know them personally. But I can it resonates with me as a black male in America, and it's going to fit into this motif that I'm trying to this picture that I'm trying to paint about hard times. So New Jack, Jerome Young died at the age of 58. New Jack was something else. He was uh, quite an interesting performer. I respected his talent because not a lot of people would do what he did diving off those balconies. Uh, was he one of my favorite wrestlers? No. Was he a great interview? Yes. He was an interesting character. He was one of a kind. I've never seen anything like him. I don't think there'll be much like him going forward because the industry just does not allow it. There's no ECWs and the death match stuff is outlandish. I don't even consider that wrestling, but I did consider New Jack to be a wrestler. Did he cross the line many times? Yes, multiple times. He has hurt people. He has bladed people. He has definitely crossed the line. But Jerome Young, New Jack, will be missed. And once again, rest in peace at the age of 58. Norman Lloyd died. He was 106 years old. That is a long life, huh? He used to be on St. Elsewhere. He was in Dead Poet Society. Among other things, he had a very long career. And Colt Brennan, the former quarterback of the University of Hawaii, he was a Heisman Trophy finalist. He died at the age of 37. It seemed like he had some issues with his life. He was drafted in the NFL. It didn't pan out. Even with the fantastic numbers that he put up at Hawaii, it didn't translate into the NFL because you could be a huge fish in a small pond and sometimes that's just it. You reach your peak in high school, you reach your peak in college, you don't have the professionals to go on to. Maybe you coach, you do something else, but 37 is pretty, is very young. I'm not going to say pretty young. That's a very young age to lose your life. 
And I feel for his family, his friends, his former teammates, and those who care deeply about him. And I just say, rest in peace, Mr. Colt. So COVID-19 is up to 33 million cases. 600,000 people have died. And we now have 269 million people vaccinated. Worldwide, we up to 163 million cases and 3.4 million souls have been lost to this dreaded, dreaded virus. I can't wait for it to be done and over with. A couple of days ago, several states have new mandates for masks. The masks are now to be removed indoors and outdoors in shopping centers, malls and such, so we can get back to a bit of normality. I cannot wait to come from under the mask. I am vaccinated. I'm not faking vaccination. I am truly vaccinated and have been for quite a while now. And the mask has always been a pain in my ass. You might have had the perfect mask that didn't fog up your glasses and gave you no problem breathing, but I could never find the perfect mask. And I'm so glad that for the most part, I guess 80 to 90% of the places that I will be going, I will be maskless. I will be among the maskless. Yes, I will, people. So Florida, Virginia, Georgia, North Carolina, they had to declare a state of emergency this week over that gas shortage. You know, the colonial pipeline hack, which I'm glad that they found the people who did this because what's next? What else are they going to hack next? What are they going to hold hostage next? And this is not right. I thought that we had an infrastructure with IT people that were strong enough to counterfeit anybody who was a hacker. You know, the dark web can't take over the web. It can't take over our banking. It can't take over our hospital records, our private information. Or we will all be ransomed. And it's just wrong. Now, this is the story that I'm going to actually fit into. How do you deal with hard times? And this is a story about two gentlemen, one named Henry McCollum and the other one named Leon Brown. Leon Brown was 15 at the time and Mr. McCollum was 19 at the time when they were convicted of raping and killing a 11-year-old girl in North Carolina. They were sentenced to death eventually. They had two trials, and in both the trials, they were convicted. They were released in 2014 due to DNA evidence, and they both received $31 million settlements each, not combined, each won $31 million plus $13 million in punitive damages. Now, could you imagine if these two men who were in a dark tunnel, accused and convicted of a horrible crime, but during this tough time, and this we're talking 31 years, they would have given up, that they would have allowed hopelessness, despair, doubt, fear to take over. Where would they be today? Now, they can never recover the time that they spent behind those walls and the damage that was done to them, maybe mentally, emotionally, and physically, but they have a future. They have a chance to least have a family because neither one of them are old. Like I said, one was 19. He is now 50. The other one was 15. He is now 46. 
So hopefully they have a good long life and they can enjoy some of this money that was given to them. And they are completely exonerated, but we don't know what they had to go through to survive. And sometimes you get into a fight. You get into a hell fight. You get into a financial fight. You get into a fight with your family and things just don't seem right. Things don't seem like they will ever be better. It's how you hold on to whatever you hold on to is going to determine your character. It's going to determine the outcome of what you go through and how you go through it. I don't know what you're dealing with. You don't know what I'm dealing with. And what I'm dealing with is none of your business, nor is what you're dealing with any of my business. But how you handle situations in life when your back is up against the wall is the true test of your character. And if we don't have anything else in this life, we might not have a lot of nickels to rub together, but we got to have strong character. I'm not telling you who and what to pray to. I'm not telling you who and what to believe in, but I am telling you to fight. Fight like your life depends on it because a lot of times you does. It truly does. You're not trying to impress anybody. You're trying to impress yourself that you can fight through any circumstance and situation. Are you perfect? No. Will you have moments of fear, doubt, and faithlessness? Probably. I know I would. I'm a human being. I am not a perfect individual. I'm not a robot. I try to be. I try to act like I am, but I am not. I am not. I'm a man. I bleed. I feel. I have emotions just like everybody else does. But we have to. We can pass this on. This is a virus that you can pass on that others can use. When they watch you go through the darkest moments of your life, I don't give a damn if it's addiction. And you come out on the other side stronger, better. And you did it with character and you somebody watches you all the time even when you think that people are not watching they are observing you somebody's observing you medical staff if that's what you're dealing with the people at your job your family your children somebody's eyes are on you when you come up against these situations and they want to see how you come through if you come through because even if you don't come through the other side but you fought with every fiber of your being what else could you do we should be all in we should be all out of every situation that we come into it is very important it is super important it, it means a lot it's, your eyes are the soul of your creator and let those eyes not show fear let those eyes show fire let those eyes show power. Let those eyes show determination. And, you know, you, you, you basically get what I'm getting at. I don't want to belabor the point. I don't want to beat you to death with this. But this was on my mind. This was on my soul. And this was on my spirit. And I felt that somebody out there, even if it was just me on playback, needed to hear this fight, man. Don't give up. I don't care if you cry. I don't care if you pray. I don't care if you do whatever you have to do. As long as you don't hurt nobody to get through to the other side, do what you have to do to get to the other side. Have I met a God? No, I have not met a God. If I knew a God, I would tell you about a God. 
I would tell you quite clearly how this God has touched me. Am I a faithless person? No, I'm not. Do I believe in spirituality? Yes, I do. But I have never in my life directly been told or indirectly been told that I got you by a higher power. And if it did, I would share that with you. It would be my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to share that vibe with you. But I don't have that to give to you. You have to find that on your own. So I've been watching a lot of television this week. And the Godfather of Harlem, this bumpy in the chin, who are now best of frenemies, is an interesting story. I didn't watch last night's episode. Uh, but this was the episode from last week. Once again, these two dudes are frenemies. They're in business together after a whole season of banging heads. And it's just kind of interesting. I watched Bob Hart's Abi Shola. And for the first time, they showed Abi Shola with her hair down, per se. She was having fun. She was drinking. She was joking. But then they had to turn the episode dark by the ex-husband claiming that he wants to keep the son. I really don't like the ex-husband character thing. I don't think that this show needs dark comedy. It should just be a comedy. But I, I still, either way you look at it, I still enjoy the show. I watched a show on Vice called Dark Side of the Ring. It was about this guy called Nick Gage. Nick Gage is a hardcore, horrorcore deathmatch slash wrestler. I don't uh, like his art form. Do I respect that he could do it without dying? Yes. I think it's highly dangerous. I don't, I think that if you have children that's into it, you should definitely be watching this with them, uh, going over some things, making sure that they're not doing these type of things in somebody's backyard or farm or when they stand at a friend's house. Because it's very dangerous when you're dealing with light bulbs and glass and things of that nature. But it was an interesting story. And I wish Nick Gage nothing, him and his woman, nothing but the best. Did they seem intoxicated while they did the interview? I'm not going to sit here and bullshit. They both seemed high as a kite. They seemed like they were on some form of an opiate because it was a downer high. And so it was a downer hand from them to a degree because their voices sound bad, you know, that drug addict-y voice. If you're from New York and you've been to Harlem, Brooklyn, you've heard Dope Fiend voice, and it's a clear voice, and it's not something that you like to hear from somebody. But I wish them the best going forward. I hope that they get their shit together. I hope they have a long, healthy life. And I also watch biography legends, the wrestlings of the wrestling legends. I watched the Roddy Piper episode, the Macho Man Randy Savage episode, the Stone Cold Steve Austin episode, and the Booker T episode. All four of them was fantastic. Roddy Piper deceased. Macho Man is deceased. So they spoke more about their drug use. Stone Cold, they did bring up a lot about he was over drinking. Booker T seemed to have lived a pretty clean life outside of his early youth crimes. I never knew that he was a serial fast food restaurant robber. So that was information that I didn't know. I didn't know about his family life like that. So they were all interesting. I watched The Good Doctor. And once again, this is Biography Legends. I believe they're also going to do 
Shawn Michaels. They're going to do Bret Hart and the Ultimate Warrior. So I can't wait to see those. I can't wait to, to get in depth. I mean, I'm going to say that biography went all out. They didn't they didn't jive or sugarcoat. Even the WWE let, you know, the ugly be shown. And, and I thought that was pretty cool. The good doctor, they finally solved the question, the riddle. What are they going to do about Sean and Leah and the baby? So they allowed Leah to actually lose the baby, which was shocking to me. But she lost. She miscarried the baby. And now we got to see what's going to go on going forward with Sean and Leah's relationship. That should be interesting. Family Guy had another Meg episode. The Meg episodes have been fantastic, people. This one was called Cat Lady. It was about her being kind of hypnotized by a cat to become a cat woman where she was going to take care of 80, 90, 100 cats. And so it was an interesting premise. It was I love Family Guy. I love what they could do with these cartoon characters that you can't really do with humans. So I enjoyed that. And I always talk about 911 and how I shouldn't be watching 911. That's on me. I'm the idiot. 911 decides to do a hidden treasure episode where everybody in the firehouse plus the only those police are the smartest people in LA and they could figure out where a hidden buried treasure worth five million dollars is it was ridiculous it was outlandish the show makes no fucking sense whatsoever 911 is a joke I'm not even talking about the real police I'm talking about 911 the TV show is basically a joke. If you only want to see lighthearted bullshit and you don't want to think hard about anything, you don't even want to see good acting because Angela, Angela Bassett is wasting her chops on that show. And I'm a little disappointed in that, but it's a paycheck. So, you know, that's not on me. That's on her. This is us dealt with the pandemic a little bit because Becca Randall's wife creates a dance studio, and this dance studio closes because of Zoom. It closes because of the pandemic. So it was very interesting. I really enjoyed that. SWAT was a very good episode. They had a court taken off over. And while this court was being taken over, Deacon and Honda were trapped inside the court. SWAT's a quality little action show. They gave Luca a lot of parts in this week, and I really enjoyed it. And the Equalizer with Queen Latifah was a very good episode, too. Is her secret going to come out? Who she is? Is that going to be revealed to her daughter? Her aunt now knows who she is, but will her daughter find out who she is? So we have to stay tuned to figure that one out. I also watched a documentary called The Sons of Sam, A Descent into Darkness. This is a conspiracy, four-part conspiracy theory documentary stating that son of Sam, David Berkowitz, did not work alone, but he was a part of an evil cabal, a devil Satan worship cult who planned, executed, and pulled off these murders. I mean, was it interesting? Yes, it was interesting because there were a lot of, when you do a good documentary about conspiracies, you can tie ends of ropes to other ends of ropes that wouldn't normally make sense, but because you have the time, the energy, and the effort, you can make these things blend. Do I give it a thumbs up? I'd still give it a thumbs up. 
It's a full part of each episode's one hour. It's called The Sons of Sam, A Descent into Darkness. I believe this was an Amazon program. I say watch it. J. Cole released a CD called The Off Season. I thought this was a pretty outstanding CD. Uh, a lot of trappish sounding stuff, but Jay seems to be able to pull off trappish sounding stuff without it making it sounding stupid because he still used words and phrases and metaphors that made perfect sense human beings as opposed to just nonsense. I thought this was a good album. Was it his best album? No, but it was a very good album. I say check it out. I also give this thumbs up. So we got the AT&T Byron Nelson golf tournament. That's going to finish up today. I'll probably be watching that later because I also have the UFC card from last night, which was Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler comes over. He's a big shot with a big mouth, and he fought Charles Oliveira. I know the results, but I won't give them to you if you still are going to watch this on your own. Danell Barriouche fought Tony Ferguson. Shane Barros fought Edson Barbaro, Barbosa. Andrea Cowgirl Lee fought Antonia Shashenko. And so it was a solid card. Now, I usually do the show on Monday after I watch the UFC, but I didn't get a chance last night. But I do have it on uh, demand, and I watch it today. But next week, people, next week we have the return of Cody Galbraith. Carla, the cookie monster, Espraza is going to fight Yang Yang Lee. And Jack Hermanson is fighting Edmund Shabansky. That's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. So that should be on paper a pretty good card. I like to see what Cody has in the tank. We haven't seen him for quite a while. I believe he had an injury. Then you had the pandemic. So it's, I would think it's been over a year since we've seen them. But like once again, I said, this is an ESPN Plus card next Saturday. Hopefully it's good, but I'm just giving you a heads up. So last night we had the NBA Hall of Fame, the 2020 class. I guess they held it because they wanted this. These people deserved cheers from a live audience. So the inductees were Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Tamika Ketchins, Rudy Tomjanovich, and Eddie Sutton. And this is one of the best classes that I've ever seen. I mean, think about Kobe, Duncan, and Garnett on one team together. Would that be a monstrous team or what? Then on top of it, you could have Rudy Tomjanovich as the head coach. He's a two-time champion coach for the Houston Rockets. Eddie Sutton is a great college coach. Tamika Ketchin is a four-time Olympic gold medalist. I mean, so you got Tim with gold medals, Kevin with gold medals, Kobe with gold medals, and they all got championships. Kevin only got one, but I believe he played in at least two. We all know Kobe got five and Dunk got five. So that was some hell of a class. I can't wait to see who's going to be inducted in the 2021 class. Today, we basically have the NBA season ends. So today, we got the Celtics versus the Knicks, the Suns versus the Spurs, the Lakers versus the Pelicans, the Nuggets versus the Trailblazers, and then Wednesday, we start this play-in tournament. I will get 
deeper and more hardcore on the NBA next week when I have the matchups of who's going to be playing each other in their first rounds, and I'll make my predictions, and that'll be that. And once again, people, tough times. Sometimes tough times don't affect you, but you see somebody going through tough times. If you can be an arm, an ear, a voice, a sounding board for someone else, do that. Be kind to your fellow man, as kind as they would allow you to be. Because you can't push kindness, but if you can be kind to somebody who is desperate, somebody who is hurting, somebody who is hungry, somebody who is lonely, you know what? Say something to a homeless person if you see one. You might be the only person all day long who speak to them. Just say, how you doing, man? Let them know that somebody under the sun, under the moon cares enough that they see a human being. I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time, people. I'm just going to say peace to you and peace to yours. And I hope that you have a blessed, happy, and good week. Stay strong no matter what. I don't give a damn how the storms come at you. Stay strong. And it's all right to be weak. Inside of weakness, there is strength. That's where you'll find your strength by allowing your weakness to not overtake you, but by building up whatever in you that is weak. So stay strong. Stay positive. Stay focused. Stay in contact with your loved ones. Let the people you know that you love, that they are loved. It's all right. We we could put down some of the tough guy bullshit and, and be real sometimes. We need to be real. Okay? So peace once again.